Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much clearer everybody welcome back to another episode of oh shoot we are just on a roll with the guest episodes lately i have another guest for you guys and you're going to absolutely love her this is danielle hayden she is a cpa we're going to talk all things money which i know sometimes people don't like these episodes like it kind of hits too close to home but i do feel like sometimes there's things we need to talk about so danielle thank you for being on the podcast i would love for you to just introduce yourself to everyone who you are and what you do Thank you so much for having me. And I promise, like, I know money is not very sexy. <laughs> it's not our favorite part of the business, but I take a really <clears throat> approachable um, approach to finances and money and our money mindset. So I'm here for you. And I, I promise I will not get to accounting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so Danielle Hayden, I am the founder and CEO of Kickstarter County Inc. Um, I started the business back in 2014 and have grown to about 25 employees. We use bookkeeping as a vehicle to help business owners understand their numbers and use the numbers to actually manage their business. I have found in running um, my organization and working with thousands of entrepreneurs and business owners that we tend to look at our money for tax purposes only. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. My mom always said there's two things in life that are guaranteed. You're going to pay taxes and die. Um, <laughs> And so I know that we all need to look at our, our finances at the end of the year for ta for tax season, but I am here to help every business owner, like get out of that cycle so that we're using our numbers throughout the year. So we can start living the businesses of our dreams, like really actually make empowered business decisions. Mm -hmm. So how did you get into this whole thing? Like, how did it all start for you? Yeah. So, um, my first love of money and, and like understanding finances, I was actually working as a hairdresser. So I get the creative brain. I totally understand. Um, I just loved playing the game of money. And so when I worked in the salon, I would literally play this game of money of like how many clients and how much I needed to sell. And I really created a game out of it. And I fell in love with how we can use the numbers to hit our goals. Um, I didn't realize the impact it was going to have on me later in my life. I took a detour and, um, worked in what they call the big four accounting firms. I worked at Ernst and Young, um, sat as a CFO for a few mid-sized businesses, helping the rich get rich. Um, I was helping the board of directors, the management team, the investors use their numbers to make business decisions. Now let's be clear. I actually loved my job. So I didn't 
go running from corporate screaming. I actually loved what I did. And I learned so much from these amazing CEOs and, 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 um, the management team and investors. However, I knew that I could do more. Like there was such an opportunity to take what, everything that I had learned and brought it to entrepreneurship. So I always say, now you guys get access like as, as business owners, like you guys all get access to everything that I learned because I took it and I said, all right, how do we make this applicable for a small business owner? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really cool. I like how you kind of dabbled in like a bunch of different fields. So you kind of understand, you understand the small business, but you also understand like the big corporate world and like the midsize stuff. So you can like truly, you truly have knowledge in all those areas. It's not just like you're guessing, like it's like you actually experience them firsthand. Oh yeah. I experienced them. And then I said, all right, what works for small businesses? Let's keep what works and throw out, throw out yeah. the, the BS around it. Yeah. Cool. So a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are like, they're definitely small business owners, probably a one person show. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question for you or like a topic I'd love to chat about is just like things that small business owners maybe do right, do wrong, like just some tips for them. Like these are, you know, maybe people literally don't know anything about financials or maybe they just know a little bit. So kind of just like dive into some things that you think my audience probably needs to hear from you right now. <laughs> yeah. So I think the first piece is our money mindset, which, um, I can hear a lot of, I hear this from a lot of our, um, solopreneur clients that are like, I'm too small. I don't need to know my, my numbers. It's just me. I don't need to, to know, or I'm too scared. So I'm going to avoid this, this topic altogether. So I'm too small for a bookkeeper. I'm too small to even, um, take the time to update my QuickBooks account, right? Like I don't need QuickBooks cause I don't have a team or I don't have investors. Or I don't have a, a loan. And I think that's the biggest thing that I see holding back small business owners is this idea that we're not big enough for us to take ourselves serious. Like the minute you decided to start taking money from clients, like the minute you filed an LLC at the state, the minute that you opened up a separate checking account, like you became a business owner and, and we work with a lot of accidental business owners. So like, I didn't really mean to be a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it, but every single one of you still need to file your taxes at the end of the year. Yeah. And so if we're not tracking our numbers throughout the year, you're going to overpay in taxes. So we need to make sure that you're changing your mindset to know I am a business owner. I deserve to take those tax deductions. I deserve to spend money in my business so that I can grow as a professional so I can level up as a business owner and, um, and not pay more than what I need to pay in, in taxes, right? Like you deserve it. So it's money mm -hmm. mindset. Yeah. And I feel like in money specifically, knowledge is power. Like just knowing how much you've spent, how much money you're making, like that is really helpful as a business owner, because then you can, you know, try to cut back on expenses or you're like, Oh, I need to, I don't know, make X amount 
more for whatever reason. Like it's just helpful to know and to keep track of it and have it be accurate. If you're not keeping up with QuickBooks, like you're going to go and try to like get some sort of number from QuickBooks and it's not going to be accurate and you're not going to know. So I feel like in this case, it's like knowledge is power. Like you really want to make sure you, you know what's going on. Like I feel like sometimes with money, we try to just, um, almost just be naive about it or we're just like, Oh, ignorance is bliss, whatever. But like, it's literally your income. Like, I feel like that's something we shouldn't be ignorant about. So I call it the report card effect. So think about it as kids, we went to school and at the end of the quarter, you got a report card and the report card told you if you pass or failed literally. Right. And then if you're anything like my parents, then I'd go home and it just got worse because then they ground me for not doing well. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what I needed. Just punish me for it. <laughs> and so now as business owners, we get our, we, we look at our numbers as like, did I fail? They're like, oh my God, I lost money this month. I I failed. I failed as a business owner. I knew I wasn't good at this. I knew I had no business trying to do this. I knew I had no business going out on my own. See, I can't hire an employee, right? Like we use it to tell ourselves this whole story about our self-worth and and holding ourselves back. But what if it was power, right? Like I had this client come to me a few years ago and she said, Danielle, I need you to teach me how to run my business at a loss. And I'm like, okay, Jenna, uh, odd request, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it off. We'll figure it out. So uh, we did what we call a catch up. So we brought all of her transactions into, into, into QuickBooks and she was a freelancer at the time. So she really, you know, she was just taking some clients on the side. She hadn't hired anybody. She's like, she just, she was, she was a solopreneur and she was trying to stay small at that, at that point. We did the catch up and I said, Jenna, I have good news and bad news. Good news is you are profitable. You are not losing money. So I do not have to teach you how to run your business at a loss. The bad news is that it's November and we don't have time to spend money in the right way so that you can uh, lower your tax liability. What Jenna had the, the privilege of understanding at that moment was that she was commingling business and personal and then taking out owner's draws. And she was profitable, but air quote felt like she had no money. And mm. so therefore she thought her business was losing money and it kept her small. Once she understood that she was profitable, I mean, this girl's entire mindset changed. She went and she doubled down in her growth. She started doing advertising, marketing. She was doing live events, networking, traveling for conferences. I mean, this girl was on a mission, watched her hire a few people to help support her growth. And then she later kind of shifted her, her uh, goals and bought her a house to care for her aging mother. I mean, it was such a beautiful shift in her mindset that allowed her to spend money because knowing your numbers isn't always, always about cutting back. Sometimes it's permission to spend so that you can grow. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned like spending, what did you say? Something about spending. So like something about tax liabilities and like, yeah, my question is like, Okay. Some people are like super for like spending money in your business to like lower taxes kind of and then like other people are against it so like what are your thoughts on that and like what advice would you give on that kind of topic so I don't want you to spend a dollar to save 40 cents so you don't get a dollar for dollar like deduction on your on your tax return so don't spend money just to save on taxes 
I want you to spend money to hit your, your goals of your, your business. So if your goal of your business is to hire a team, you, um, you want to grow, you want to hit six figures, um, you, um, want to join a mastermind. You want to be part of a group, like whatever it might be, right? Like when you think about your goals as a business owner, I want you to spend according to those goals. Don't go out and sign up for things just because you're, you don't want to pay taxes, right? Like that's not what we want to do. But Mm -hmm. I also hear people correlate knowing their numbers with having to cut back. And I think, you know, knowing your numbers, building a budget, those are tools to set goals. Those are tools to be able to ask yourself what's working, what's not working, like reflection. They're not tools to like keep you down. Like you don't, you don't get to spend money where you want to spend money anymore. Like, no, spend the money, take the tax deduction. Just don't spend only for the tax deduction. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that sounds like a happy medium, which this seems wise. Um, so you mentioned earlier about your client and how she would like take like personal withdrawals and stuff that kind of leads me into my question about paying herself. Um, a lot of people don't even know like how to even pay themselves as a small business owner. So how do you pay yourself and why do you think people should or shouldn't, you know, it kind of sounds like you, some people don't. So like, kind of like walk me through that. Yeah. Um, every single business owner should be paying themselves. Um, unless you're running a nonprofit, you're not running around a profit. Like you started a business to support your personal life. And it is so important as a business owner. Again, I don't care how small you are from the day that you start accepting payments from your customers, you are a business owner you have to keep your business and your personal expenses separate. There's something that the IRS calls piercing the corporate veil. If you are commingling business and personal, the IRS can come and say, nope, 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 you're not, you're not a business. You can't take those deductions. So separate your business and personal first and foremost. So when you have something that's a business expense and has to come out of the business checking, checking account, the business credit card, if you are paying your mortgage, taking your kids out to lunch, going on vacation with your family, like that is a personal expense and needs to come out of your personal account. So when you pay yourself, you are transferring money from your business checking account to your personal checking account. And that is really important because, um, you are taking the owner's draws out of your business and pulling it into, into the personal account to then be spent. A lot of people say to me, well, Danielle, it's all my money. And I'm like, but not really, right? That's actually not your money. That's your business's money. And so you have to, in order to spend it personally, you have to move it to that account. I did a whole series on my podcast, Entrepreneur Money Stories, about how to pay yourself as an S-Corp, how to pay yourself as an LLC, um, the the logistics, the methods. So we could talk about it. I say that because we could talk about it for about four hours. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, as an LLC, you are logistically just you are going up to the cash ATM of your business. You're not a business expense to your business. You're not paying payroll tax. Like when you work for somebody else, you are just going up to the cash ATM and pulling out money. And so that can be done via Zelle transfer. It can be done via PayPal. Um, you know, writing yourself a check, just literally transferring the money. So you're just moving that money from your business checking account to your personal. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? Yeah. Yeah. That's super helpful. And I think it's, 
one of those things I always felt like I was doing it wrong. It's like, this just seems too easy. Like paying myself seems too easy, but like, yeah, like you said, it's just, it's just kind of that simple. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, it's an important transaction too, for you to be able to like keep track of how much money you are pulling from your business. Because sometimes I feel like I'll, I'll look and I see like, Oh, I'm paying myself like this much every two weeks. I'm like, why do I feel, where's that money going? You know, it kind of helps you like keep track personally as well of like where things are going. When you actually see yourself pulling from your business, I feel like it keeps me more accountable because it's like, that's hard earned money that I made. Like, I don't want to just like spend that free, free willy nilly, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's it's its own version of accountability. And then, you know, also from a bookkeeping perspective, it allows you to keep track of what is business? Like what is truly actually helping me keep my business alive and what's actually helping me feed my family. And in this case of, of my client that I, I mentioned, you know, her problem was that she, since she was commingling those expenses, she just always air quote felt like she had no money mm-hmm. and she didn't really understand that her business was successful. She, it was actually her personal spending that was actually detrimental to her business. And when she divided those two up, she could see, Oh wait, hold on. I tend to spend more personally than I am in my business where she thought it was a business problem. And it's really a personal mindset, personal spending. I'm going to air quote like problem. Like, it's not really a problem. You know, you decide how much you want to, you want to spend. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really helpful. Um, you mentioned earlier budgeting and that's something that I would love to chat about with you, especially as we're coming into the new year. I think this is a good thing. A lot of people want to budget, you know, in January. Um, and I think this episode's coming out in like December. So this is like a really good topic I feel like for this episode. So, um, for small business owners, what are some budgeting tips or like things that you think they should be doing? Um, even like, how do you set up a budget? Like, I'll just dive into all things budget, like for a dummy, like literally act like I'm just like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Honestly, because I don't. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So a budget, I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I'm going to use the word like, um, talk around budgets that make it really scary. Especially if you think about like the memes you see on Instagram, like my husband put me on a budget and I'm not allowed to spend money and it feels really restrictive. And I consider a budget, a permission to spend, right? Like it is creating guardrails for overspending. It gives you permission and, and to spend money in the areas that you want to spend money in. And it aligns your spending with your business goals. So the budget is really a tool for success, not something that's going to limit you and hold you back. Remember, finances and money, it's not always about cutting back. It's also about spending enough money that we're able to hit our goals, that we're able to grow our business. So I talk about spending money far more often than I talk about cutting money because I want business owners to spend money so that they can grow their business. Mm -hmm. All right. So the budget is a opportunity to work on your work on your business rather than in your business. So we're spending a few hours away from our business to create that tool for planning. I want you to first look at your bookkeeping over the last 12 months. So I want you to look at your profit and loss by month. I want you to look at your numbers, like what has been happening 
year to date. If you do not have bookkeeping, I get it. Um, you're still going to have to pay your taxes like T minus three months. Okay. So if this is coming out in December, T minus like three months, you're going to have to pay your taxes. Every single one of you do not go to your tax accountant with a bunch of receipts or, um, a mishmash of, of paperwork. Um, we work with solopreneurs every single day. So we work with very small business owners, helping them with the book, with bookkeeping. So there are companies out there that will help you get your books in order before tax time, because that's also going to help you budget for the next 12 months. So when you look at your numbers for the last 12 months, you're going to ask yourself what's working and what's not working. Like, what am I doing in my business? That's going to serve me over the next 12 months. Like, do I like working 80 hours a week? Like, do, do I like the clients that I'm working with? Do I like the contractors who I've partnered with the systems that I have in place? Like what's working and where do I want to go over the next 12 months? Like what season of my business am I in? Am I in a high growth season? Am I in a season where I really want to pick up my kids after school? I want to be home for, for, for dinner with my family. I want to care for my aging parents. Like what season am I in? What do I need my business to do for me right now? Um, and then what's not working? So like, what did I try this year that like did not work? Again, same list systems, operations, people, clients, what's working, what's not working. So as you're looking at your numbers over the last 12 months, you can decide what you're going to take with you into the next year. And so the budget is just mapping out where you're going to spend money and, um, and where you're going to bring in, in money over the, the next 12 months. I do have a awesome template that if you want, I could make available for you and the list listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if anyone wants to go to kickstartaccountinc.com slash budget, I'll make this template available for everybody for download so that you can just, it'll be, a, it's a Google file. You'll just download, copy, copy file. And it's a tool that will walk you through line by line to be able to map out your saving and your spending. We're jumping into an ad real quick to talk about PhotoCamp. If you're looking to grow your portfolio and learn from industry-leading photographers, then PhotoCamp is for you. PhotoCamp is a retreat for photographers hosted by photographers. You'll have the opportunity to capture 10 styled shoots and learn from four educational speakers, Preston Luke, Bo Simmons, Alex Blake-Otto, and me, Cassidy Lynn. PhotoCamp is April 11 through 14 in Folly Beach, South Carolina, right outside of Charleston. Attendees can apply for a one-day pass, three-day pass, or for an all-inclusive pass, which will allow you to have one big photographer sleepover in a luxury beach house. Applications are open now. You can apply and see more info at photocampinfo.com. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Yeah, I love that. That I feel like is something that every single person listening needs to hear. I'm over here like, yeah, I kind of need to hear that. But I really like what you said about like, I, I like your view on spending, like spending in order to make your business grow, because I feel like there are things you need to spend money on in order to see growth in your business. There's so many different things I can yeah. think of, like in a photography business specifically, there's gear, there's like education, you know, there's even like if you travel somewhere to like build your portfolio, like I feel like those are things I, the travel might be more personal, but you know, like those are things that you do have to spend money on in order to see growth. Yeah. Um, but building out your portfolio, like if you are building out your portfolio, then you can travel to build out your portfolio. Like what season of your business are you in? If you mm -hmm. are in a season of growth 
and then building out your portfolio, that's going to be something you need to do right. um, in order to be able to hit that growth. Um, mm-hmm. Think about the things that you're good at and not good at in your business. Like I have no business taking photos of my business, right? <laughs> like, I have no business like, like ever logging into Canva. And so I knew very early on in my business that I needed to have team members who could help me in the areas of my weakness because I couldn't and shouldn't be doing it all. Mm-hmm. So really thinking about like, what is it, what's happening in your business today that you are good at and you want to keep doing and what aren't you good at and like bring in experts to take that off of your, your plate. So that like, that's part of spending money. Like I don't need to be the one to do everything anymore. Yes, Like I can spend money to have somebody do this for me. It's like hiring a cleaner. (laughs) <laughs> right. Exactly. No, that's exactly what it is. I feel like there comes a point in your business where, like you said, you do need to figure out like what you want to keep doing and what you need someone else to do. And I think sometimes we view having someone else do something for us as giving up control in our business, or they're not going to do it as good as me or like, Oh, it's going to cost me money. But I feel like when I was first starting my business, especially my first like year or two, I was putting a lot more money back into my business. Like I also was working another job, but I feel like it was really helpful for me to be able to continue to kind of cycle my money. Like, oh, this wedding client paid me $3,000. So I'm actually going to use that and buy a new lens because that's something that I need. And that's something that I think is going to benefit me. Um, And I think it's healthy to view spending as something that's going to help you grow in the long run. You know, it's a reinvestment. You use the word reinvestment. It is. Yes. And when you are hiring a coach, joining a mastermind, uh, purchasing a course, like those are all things that better you as a business owner. So it's okay to reinvest in those, those areas. Um, it's also important to just know what your money mindset personality type is. So, um, we have found that people land in one of four money personality types. We have perfectionist balance seeker, free spender and keeper. Um, keeper means like you hold on to every, like you want to save money. It never feels like enough free spender. Usually we know who we are. Um, (laughs) we want to spend money without looking at our financials. We don't want to, don't want to look at the numbers. Um, we are kind of like free spirit. We, when we know we need it, we need it and we need it now. Um, balance seeker is somebody who knows that there's, I can't do it all. I need to hire people. I need to have, I need to, I need to reinvest in my business, but leaving enough, like consulting the numbers before spending so that I know I have enough to stay profitable, but like finding that balance between spending and, and saving. And then our perfectionist wants to know where every dollar is. Like they want to know where it's exhausting. They want to know where every penny of their business is going. So think about, um, and you can go to kickstartaccounting.com slash quiz and take the money personality type. I'm people are always surprised where they actually end up falling in the, in the personality types, but that will help you. If you are a keeper, then you kind of need to coach your mindset around. It's okay to spend, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's okay for me to buy the lens. It's okay for me to buy the system, the tool. If you're a free spender, (laughs) you probably need to think like, do I have enough in savings first? Right? Like before you buy that lens, you practice the 48 hour rule put a little bit of time and space between each purchase, look at your numbers, make sure you have enough in savings and then spend money. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I think I low key think I might be a mix. Can you be a mix of two? 
I think you could be a back. I I I flip between keeper and and free spender like yeah depending on the time of the month, I think I was going to say, I think, I think that's me too. Like, I think I am such a keeper, but then randomly I'm just like, I don't want to see the numbers. I'm just going to spend. And then like the next month I'll literally be like, I need to save. I need to save every single penny. I know. That's me too. Yeah. One second. I'm like, I want to see all the subscriptions in our business. We're cutting everything we don't need. And then I go to the store and this like stupid plant behind me, I spent like, (laughs) like three dollars on this plant my daughter's like did you really just spend all that money on a plant I'm like yeah I wanted it (laughs) I actually noticed the plant behind you I was like that is a cute plant thank you yeah it's worth it (laughs) oh that's so funny okay so earlier we were talking about tax season um and I would think it'd be really helpful for us to kind of dive into how some of our listeners can prep for tax season coming up. What are some things they can do to just make sure all the ducks are in a row and when it comes time, they're not like panicking. Um, so let's kind of talk about that. What what would be some prep things that listeners can be doing? Yeah. So um, I'm going to give you some things that you can do for like 2024 moving forward and then how to recover 2023. So for 2024, Um, I want you to make sure your business and your personal is completely separate. So the minute you hear this, you're going to go open up a separate business checking account if you don't have it. And you are going to stop commingling expenses immediately. When you go to the store, I don't care if you, like, I am that annoying person at Target that I'm like, ah, sorry, I need to actually separate these. They're two different transactions. Mm -hmm. And you put them on two separate transactions because it is important that you know the success of your business and the success of your, your personal spending and saving habits. Yeah. So that's first and foremost. I want to, I want you to be successful next year. Um, you're never too early for help. Like it's never too early for help. When we work with business owners, we have plans that meet you where you are. So our plans start the under 150 K like if you're or under 50 K. So if you're bringing in less than 50 K in your, your business, there's still a plan available for you. So go get help in your business. It's never too early. You need an accounting system because when you get to 2025, which is crazy to even say, (laughs) I want you to be like, ready for taxes done, been ready. Like I, I've been looking at my numbers all year. I saved enough. I've, I've been reserving money for taxes. Um, I've, you know, I've got all the strategies in place. So 2024, either get an accounting system on your own, get help. Um, we don't have to be the superhero and then stop commingling expenses immediately. So that's how we're going to set ourselves up for success next year. For 2023, if if you have not looked at your numbers and you don't have any system in, in place, the best thing to do is to go to your bank's website. So if you've been commingling business and personal, especially, go to your bank's website and you can export in Excel all of your transactions for the year. And then there, put a column to the right and just mark what's business and what's personal. Okay. That way, when you go to work with a bookkeeper or a CPA, that they can then take that Excel file and quickly, like, I don't want, like people don't realize when, when your tax account throws together some numbers for you, like you're being charged for that. Like that's not free. Right. <laughs> and they don't have time to be doing it. So it's not done with intention. Yeah. Right. It's not done. I mean, it's accurate enough, but tax accountants, their goal is to get your tax return filed. Yeah. So help them by, by listing out what's business, what's personal. So that when you go there, they can do their job of filing the actual 
the actual tax return. So I think that's a really good strategy for somebody who hasn't done their, their bookkeeping yet this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think that's really, really good. I really like what you said about the Excel thing too. Like didn't even know that was an option, but like, if you are just like, you have nothing going on, like you've just been, you had a business and you just, yeah, you've been spending out of your personal, whatever, like that's just a good place to start. Just very simple market, mark every single thing that you do. Yeah. Um, if you print out the PDFs of your statements and then start highlighting, like it's really hard for anybody to actually do anything with the paper. I mean, it's 2023. So like <laughs> just export it into, into Excel. It makes it a little bit easier for your bookkeeper. I call it your money team. So you should have a money team, a bookkeeper, a CPA, and a financial advisor. It'll be easier for your money team to be able to help you if you have that information. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that'll be really helpful for um, our little beginner, our first years out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, let's all like celebrate. Like, shoot, you did it. Like, starting a business is the hardest thing. You know, like other than being a mom, is the hardest thing <laughs> I've ever done. So, um, you know, like I just I'm so proud of every single one of you. And mm-hmm. if you made it to this point in the podcast, I'm so proud of you for listening because yeah. money's not easy. And we as business owners have a responsibility to, to know this and, and there's no shame, like don't shame yourself that you didn't do it earlier, that you didn't get it right year one, who cares? Let's start fresh. We have another opportunity. Every year's a new opportunity. Let's just get better together. Yeah, absolutely. So something that was in, um, one of your like little topic things was being emotional or fear-based in your spending. Um, I don't really know what this means, but I'm very interested in knowing what it means. So can you kind of like walk me through what it would look like to be emotional or fear-based in your spending? So I think we talked about it a little bit in your money personality type. Okay. So if you're a keeper, you're, you're scared, like you're scared of spending money. Like I'll, I'll hear our keeper say to me, um, I don't spend a lot of money because I'm just, I'm just reinvesting it in my business, but they're not actually spending it on anything. Like they're not actually reinvesting in anything. They're just letting the money sit there. Mm-hmm. And that's fear-based. Like I am too afraid to spend money to grow my business. I'm too afraid to spend money in hiring because I, I don't know if is the money going to come back? Like, is it going to come back? Is this going to work? Right? Like it's, it's coming from a really, um, fear-based place. So that's our keepers. The emotional spending is our free spenders. Our emotional spending is usually from something so much bigger and deeper that I'm not a psychologist. I've just done a lot of research on, um, you know, a lot of us, when we're spending money, like think about like scrolling on Instagram or the TikTok made me do it and scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, And then all of a sudden, like you get a dopamine hit from purchasing something and then it gets yeah. to your house and you're like, what the hell did I buy? And why? Like, I don't need this, you know, or like I bought Excel downloads and then my, my, my bookkeeper's like, what, what did you spend here? I'm like, I don't know. I never even used it, but you get a dopamine hit from spending money. That's why there's shopping addiction, right? So mm-hmm. our free spenders are emotional spenders. And so if that's you, I really just want you to pop, no shame, 
want you to pause. When you go to spend money next time, practice the 48 hour rule, wait 48 hours to make that purchase Mm -hmm. and let some time and space. Like what am I, do I really need this in my business? Do I really need this personally? I'll give you a personal example. Okay. I got really mad. Um, it was like two Fridays ago that I wanted to wear a white shirt with these cute pants and every white shirt that I had was either like stained, didn't fit. And so I went into Amazon and I put like 10 white t-shirts in the Amazon. Look, I still haven't bought them. They're still sitting in my cart <laughs> because I have a rule. I'm not allowed to buy it for 48 hours mm-hmm. and I haven't needed a white t-shirt since. And that was a few weeks ago. So it's all sitting in my, my Amazon cart, but I've given myself time and space to really ask like, do I, do I need that? So I think that you can use that in both business and personal. Yeah, no. And honestly, I need that 48 hour rule so bad. I actually did it with a lens this year, which I'm really proud that I did it, but I was like going on a trip to, um, Italy and it was like a business trip. So I was like, Oh, I need this new lens, you know, but it was like, I'm just going to, like, I actually did wait. I did do 48 hours and I ended up not getting it before. Cause I was like, I don't need this before. This isn't really going to change really anything, honestly, for this trip. You know, like I have other lenses that will suffice. I did end up getting it. Like, um, like when I got back, I was like, yeah. Oh, I actually think this would be helpful, but it wasn't going to be like life altering for this trip. But it wasn't emotional. Like you are probably actually just nervous about going on the trip. Honestly, probably. You know what I mean? Like when you really think about it, you're probably nervous to go on the trip. Mm-hmm. And this was a way of, of, of dealing with that. Like we went to Italy over the summer and I bought so much stuff that I didn't need for this trip. And I, yeah. it was a personal trip. So it wasn't even a business deduction. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's really not, not because we needed it. It's because yeah. I was just nervous to go on this type of trip and, and, right. and what I was going to need there. So mm-hmm. when you go to spend money like that, really question yourself, like, what is the purpose? Why do I need this? Like, what is the business intention? Um, and then give yourself a little bit of time and space. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, something else I wanted to ask you, um, for people that are like kind of a little bit more experienced in their business, a lot of people start to ask about like retirement and like, you even mentioned like your business money just sitting there. Um, so like maybe investing to like, what are some retirement tips or like investing your money tips that you would have for a small business owner, maybe the savers, you know, maybe the keepers out there. Um, yeah. Well, one thing that everybody can go implement right now is, um, right now there's awesome opportunities for a high yield savings account. So even if you're just saving one to three months of operating expenses, doing a tax savings account, get that money into a high yield savings account. I mean, they're paying like 5% interest this year. So, Mm -hmm. um, go find one American express flourish, um, you know, those are the two that, that, that we use, but I know that there's a lot of them out there right now. Yeah. Um, so it's an easy one that everybody can, can implement. I mentioned yeah. your money team. So you really need, I used to say three, I think it's four people on your money team. You need your bookkeeper because your bookkeeper is the one that's going to make every, like that's your foundation. It makes everything else be able to operate smoothly and intelligently because that's how you're going to know what you can afford to not afford. Right. So we have our bookkeeper. Then we have our tax account, CPA, who's going to file our taxes at the end of the year. Um, Then we have our financial advisor. This is the person that's going to help us with those retirement options. Bookkeeper is going to say, hey, here's your profits. This is how much your financial advisor needs to help us invest so that we're not paying taxes on it. Okay. Okay. And then we have our business coach and our business coach helps us take the strategies 
of, of our bookkeeper takes those strategies and helps us digest them and use them in, in, in our, in our business. So I think it's four people now. Mm-hmm. So, um, that retirement piece, there's a lot of options. Um, if you have any employees, 401k is your, your best option. Um, if you are a solo, um, it's a simple IRA. Um, everybody has access to an IRA. So, um, find a financial advisor. And if you need a referral, you can contact me and I, I have a few referrals for you, Mm -hmm. um, that, but you really want to talk to them about your specific goals. Like, when do you want to retire? How much profits do you have in your business? Like, what are you trying to create wealth? Are you just trying to preserve taxes? Like, what are your goals? And then how much money do you have available to hit those goals? Okay. Yeah. I feel like once I got my retirement stuff figured out, it was just like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Like, yeah. I mean, we're all going to want to retire someday. And business owners, I think we were like, well, I have a business. Well, your business, like, are you really going to be want to be doing what you're doing? (laughs) I mean, maybe, but maybe for a hobby, maybe not, not financially. Um, so yes, yes. Like as we build our businesses, one of the goals can be, like leaving a legacy, like showing our families that you can save for retirement and build a business and um, have have you know, financial freedom, have time freedom. So um, definitely don't walk away from that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that is amazing. Um, thank you for answering that question. Um, so my last question I have for you, uh, maybe just share like one of your biggest like money regrets in business, like just so people can kind of like maybe learn from your mistakes or something that you feel like was just a really bad move on your part. Um, I'm just always interested to hear, you know, I think I waited too long to, to hire people. So that's why I'm so passionate about stop doing the things that you are not good at. Like for example, bookkeeping, like I did our own bookkeeping for a long time. And because I could, you know, just because I could, it wasn't the best use of my time. It wasn't my zone of genius. I actually hated doing it, but I wasn't ready to give that over to, to, to somebody on my team who at that point had gotten better at that skill set than I had. So it's a little bit of an ego thing, like get out of your own way. Yeah. Like get out of your business's way, start finding experts who can help you grow your business and mm-hmm. let them like literally yeah. actually let them find yeah. a CPA who you like working with, let them help you lower your tax liability, find a financial advisor that you like working with, let them help you plan for retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Find a bookkeeper who you like working with so that they can give you the information so that you have that to work with all of these other people. Yeah. Um, so I just wish I would have gotten out of my business's way. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times when it comes to like outsourcing and stuff like that, people think that it's going to like, oh, you're spending money and like that hurts, like to spend the money on something like that hurt, hurts a little bit, but you don't realize it's actually going to benefit you in the long run. You just don't quite see it yet. But when it comes to like money stuff, like you are not you are not the expert, you know, like you don't know, no. yeah, like you just don't know like what's going to save you money. Like you don't know where to invest your money. You don't know like what would be the right moves like for taxes. Like you just don't know. And yeah. I feel like a lot of the times because we wear so many hats as small business owners, it's like, we feel like 
like that's just another hat we need to wear but that's not always the case and if you hate bookkeeping you hate like the money side of your business literally don't do it let someone else do it what hurts even worse is paying more in taxes because you're because your books are wrong or, or using the wrong CPA who didn't file their taxes. Right. Like that hurts worse. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. That's true. Yeah. Ultimately like the money you're going to spend on like a good CPA or a good bookkeeper, like, well, you know, cause yeah, you might end up spending more with someone that isn't doing it correctly. So 100% love that. Um, okay. Well, you mentioned that you have a few resources out there. Um, do you want to just kind of share where everyone can find and follow you and just find all of your resources and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, go to kickstartedaccountinginc.com slash gift, and you can find all the resources there. We have our podcast, Entrepreneur Money Story. So all of these topics that we talked about today, there is an episode literally on every single one of them. So if something here interested it, interested in you, you can go and learn more and, and deep dive into that topic. Um, we love helping, um, small business owners, uh, understand their numbers to grow their business. So if you need bookkeeping and tax help, go to kickstartedaccountinginc.com. Uh, you can book a call right there. Uh, follow us on Instagram at kickstartedaccounting. Um, oh, last one. Um, I'll make that budget document available for download. So that'll be kickstartedaccountinginc.com slash budget. I'll make sure you guys okay. have that one too. Awesome. Cool. And all of that I'll link in the show notes as well. So everyone can just go click on it. Super easy. Um, well, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was so great chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Exposure with all of the highlights and the shadows is my composure. All the layers above all the edits and tweaks. I know her. I am so done. Need more time developing in my Doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand, whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking it. Doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand, whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking you, taking you, taking you. Getting a little bit higher with different step by Getting good, getting a little bit better. I'm climbing to the top, never gonna stop. I'm getting good, getting a little bit higher. With every step I take, I'm getting good, getting a little bit better. I'm climbing to the top, never gonna.